in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church, President of Celebration Marketplace Ministries, and author of Make Life Work in a Fast-Paced World. And here's Pastor Beckford. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Make Your Day Count. This is the day. The Lord has made. And we will. Rejoice. And be glad. In what God is doing on this Tuesday morning. Happy Tuesday morning to each and every one of you who are tuning in this morning to this broadcast, Making Your Day Count. It's a reminder every day that we should make our day count. Why? Because this day was given to us by God. So this is why. It was given to us by God. It has divine purpose. This day has divine purpose connected to it. God has given us a day and we should rejoice in it, and we should make our day count. We have to know what God wants out of this day. Yes. The purpose of this day and the value in uh, this, this day. day. So the Holy Spirit must release unto us the realization of the purpose and the value of what God has put in us for this day. As we continue the topic, Breaking the Spirit of Delay and Stagnation, we started off yesterday in First Samuel chapter 1, and we ended off in verse 17. 17. So we'll pick it back up right there in verse 17. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him. Then she said, Let your servant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. So there was an immediate change in her appearance. There was an immediate change within her even though her prayer wasn't immediately tangibly answered she knew that god was with her she knew that her request had been heard she knew that her situation was getting better even though there wasn't a tangible change yet in the circumstance she still was not pregnant but she had the um, peace now to be able to bring her to the time when she did conceive She had the peace to know that she was able to endure the remainder of the wait. How did that peace come? By purging out the bitterness, the anguish of soul, the sorrow, the complaint. She had to change the way she thought about the situation. She couldn't let the complaints continue to cycle back through her mind. She couldn't let the bitterness to continue to cycle back through her mind. She had to have the realization that God was with her. And the vow that she made, the purpose for the child of which she was petitioning the Lord, that it would be fulfilled in its time. So her appearance changed. She was no longer sad. She went her way and she ate. Verse 19, then they rose early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord and returned and came to their house at Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him for him from the Lord. Now the man Elkanai and all his house went up to offer to the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah did not go up, for she said to her husband, Not until the child is weaned. Then I will take him that he may appear before the Lord and remain there forever. So Elkanai, her husband, said to her, Do what seems best to you. Wait until you have weaned him. Only let the Lord 
establish his word. Then the woman stayed and nursed her son until she had weaned him. And notice how he said, only let the Lord establish his word, knowing that it was coming to pass in due time, in due season. Only let the Lord establish his word. She wasn't in in guilt. She wasn't in condemnation because she was holding the child back to give the child what it needed for the time. She knew that when the time came that she would release the child, that she would fulfill her vow. She was preparing the child to be able to enter in to his destiny. Yes. So here's a purpose. She knows the purpose for this child. God has given her a child, but for a purpose. And she is going to make sure she fulfills it, the purpose of God. This word that God has spoken must be established. Whatever God has spoken will be established on this Tuesday morning. Let us make sure that the word of God must be established in our life. We speak it because God says it, and it will be what? Established. She had a part to do before she released him to Eli. Eli couldn't do this part. No. Eli couldn't nurse this baby. (laughs) He was a priest. He was there to provide the place. He was there to be able to provide the encouragement and the direction into his role as a prophet, but he could not do this part. This was Hannah's part to do. There was a part for her to fulfill. In fulfilling her vow, she had to release him to Eli at a place of uh, maturity that he no longer needed to be nursed and cared for by him so he could enter into the next phase of his development, the next season of his development, which would be led by Eli. Yes, uh, only let the Lord establish his word. There's a key phrase here this morning. Only let the Lord establish his word in our lives. The word of God, our prayers this morning should be, Lord, establish your word in my life. And let us find our part. Part, She knew what her part was at this time. She knew what her part was. Her husband, he also knew what his part was. He was going up. And he was going to worship the Lord. He was going to do the um, traditional trip. But she stayed back to do her part. So only let the Lord establish his word. Word. We need to see what is our part in the establishment of his word. Verse 24. Now when she had weaned him, she took him up with her with three bulls, one eaf of flour and a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young. Then they slaughtered a bull and brought the child to Eli. And she said, O my Lord, as your soul lives, my Lord, I am the The woman woman who stood by you here praying to the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted Granted me me my my petition, petition, which I I asked asked of him. him. So look at the power in that. She's fulfilling her vow. She made a vow unto the Lord. Now we're several years after she made the vow because she had to go through the time where she could see. Then she had to go through her pregnancy. Then she had to go through the time of rearing up the child until the child was weaned. So this is years goes by, and she remembers her vow. 
she brings the child back to the place of her vow and she introduces herself to Eli again. She says, I am the woman who made a vow. I am the woman who had the realization at this place of what I was to do with that which I had been asking of. She said, I am the woman. He didn't have to go look for her to fulfill her vow. You don't see Eli sending out a search party to go find this woman and and collect on her vow. She made a vow unto the Lord, and she fulfilled her vow. She willingly fulfilled her vow, and she knew the value in it because not only did she deliver it Samuel, but she brings a valuable sacrifice along with Samuel to Eli. So she sees now the value in what she had petitioned the Lord for. She was going through all those years. I, I want a child. I want a child. I want a child. Until she was provoked to the point where she was able to purge out the delay, purge out the bitterness, purge out the anguish, purge out the sorrow. Those were the things that were causing the delay until she was able then to increase in capacity to receive the purpose, the assignment for the, that which she had been asking. So she receives it. And now the Lord is establishing his word and she is fulfilling her vow, bringing the child back. A lot of us are stuck in the place of fulfilling our vow. We ask God for some things. We, we, we negotiated with God. We said, God, if you will, then I won't do blank. Or God, if you will, then I will do blank. And he's waiting on us to fulfill our vow so we could be released into the next season of our life. So she goes and she fulfills the vow onto him. Verse 28, therefore, I also have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. So they worshiped the Lord there. So this wasn't a sorrowful departure. This is a fulfillment of the vow. Though she had to separate from the child, she knew that the child was being sent into purpose. The child was being sent into destiny. That it was a fulfillment of that which the Lord desired. Yes, so she make the, she make a vow to the Lord. She petitioned the Lord for a son, and also make a vow. That the Lord grant her, the petition, the request which she pour out her heart before God. She prayed this kid in to the world, and now. God has granted her her petition, so she do her part, what she has to do. Take the child back to the temple with a heart of what? Gratitude. Where is our heart of gratitude in this morning? God has done so many great things for us. Do we come back? Do we come back to tell God thanks? Do we come back with a sacrifice to say, God, I thank you. You have answered. My prayer, you have broken the curse of my life. And here I am standing now without that curse over my life. Barrenness is no longer a part of her life. The spirit of barrenness has been broken. She, and now she is so grateful to God that she went back to the temple to produce back, to present her son back to God and to give God a sacrifice. It's not a time of sorrow. 
Though it's a time of separation from the child, it's not a time of sorrow. It's a time of her fulfilling her vow, her showing her worship for God, her showing her gratefulness for God. And it was the beginning because her womb continued to remain open. open. She bore three more sons and two daughters. So she had five children after she bore Samuel, a woman who was called barren, produced Samuel, the great prophet, and then went on to have five other children, a woman who was called barren, a woman who was provoked by her rival, a woman who lived a life of complaining and grief, but she made a quality decision to come into the realization of God's desire for her desire, God's desire in her desire. She had a desire to have a child, but when she had the realization of the purpose for the child, things changed. So we have to have a realization for the purpose, for the value of what God has placed in us, what he wants to do through it, what his intention in it. When we realize that God wants it more than we want it, we'll begin to fight at another level. We'll begin to advance at another level because we know that we're backed by God. We know that we are approved by God. We know that God is working through us. And if God is working through us, then it is victory. We're fighting from the place of victory. Because God worked through us to fulfill mm-hmm. his purpose and plan. Where? In the earth realm. That's why God have us in the earth realm this morning to fulfill his plans and purposes. So let this be our prayer on this day as we close this Tuesday morning um, program, that God, I will be an instrument by which you will use in this earth realm. We want to invite you to Celebration Tabernacle Church. We're located at 1010 Dixon Boulevard in the city of Coco. We meet Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Thank you for tuning in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church in the beautiful city of Coco. For more information on this broadcast, please contact us at 321-638-0381. Tune in tomorrow to hear more about how you can make your day count. Realty is a friendly, knowledgeable, active, and accessible real estate agent here in Brevard County. Keller Williams is known for real estate services all across the world, and Whalen specializes in helping buyers purchase the right place to call home, as well as helping sellers market and negotiate the sale of their single family home, condo, vacant land, or business. Whalen Duff can be reached at 321-536-5973 or visit whalenduff.kw.com. Whalen Duff with Keller Williams Space Coast Realty is your local realtor who provides all you need and the time you deserve to get your real estate purchased or sold.